Daily Wisdom Words. Daily Wisdom Words. Daily Wisdom Words Podcast, a writing based podcast that takes you into the minds of writers. Yes, and we give you a whole lot of discussion. Let's get into it. Another episode of Daily Wisdom Words Podcast. I am your host, Rene O'Day. Daily Wisdom Words is an online community for writers and poets all over the world. Join us every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we'll be talking to some very distinguished guests, each one specializing in topics you don't want to miss. Hey, everyone. I am Neil Ferretti, and I will be your co-host today. We want to thank you for joining, uh, joining us and give you a very warm welcome to another episode of the Daily Wisdom Words podcast. We're both excited to be here every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. We also want to give a shout out to all the Daily Wisdom Words members who are listening today. Want an exclusive sneak peek at our future guests? Go to our website, dailywisdomwords.com, where you'll have full access to our podcast page, which is updated every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The link of the podcast page is posted in the description. On that page, not only will you see who the upcoming guest is, but you'll also be able to submit a question for that guest and any other feedback that you have for the podcast. We want to hear from you. Today, we are joined by mystery writer, comedy writer, romance, and poet writer, Mr. Stephen Arnett. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Welcome oh, to our show. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me. We are really excited to have you on. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I've been following you on Twitter for a while, and um, I love what you do. And I just read um, one of your books, uh, Death on Lake Michigan. And uh, could you hold up the book, Steve? Please. It's right here. Okay. People, get this book and read it. You're yes. going to love it. You're going to love it. Highly recommended. Oh, Highly my God. recommended. Yep. <laughs> I hate when you fall in love with a character that's in a book and you're like, dang it, you know, because uh, <laughs> yeah. he's not real. But anyway, yeah. um, Steve, you've written um, books that included in de- uh, several different genres, as I mentioned, you know, um, including the fantastic mystery, Death on Mi- Lake Michigan. Um, and... Um, you just recently started writing, like within the last decade, correct? Well, uh, I started publishing within the last decade, but but these books I I've mostly started or written before, and then uh, when electronic publishing came along, I just, I I went through basically and rewrote them quite a bit. I think I really improved them, and then I started publishing them about. Uh, just only about six years ago now. Okay. Well, can you tell us what you did before you got into writing and, um, you know, h- how it like came about that you, you know, started, um, Decide uh, to, yeah, publish sell your books, books to publish yeah. your books. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. Thank you, Neil. Well, uh, I mean, when I was younger, I, I mostly just wrote poetry and, uh, and I, I got some some of it published, but it wasn't 
I mean, writing for me has never been a full-time profession. I also had to make a living. I worked. What did you in, do? Well, I worked in uh, logistics information for wow. uh, the U.S. Oh. Department of Defense and oh, wow. defense, defense defense logistics agency, and then I uh, later worked for NATO at the end of my wow. Wow. So, wow. So, so writing was just a hobby for me, a sideline. And now, now I have my own company with my wife called Arnett and Lynn Consultants. And we do data quality work and electronic cataloging and so forth. Right. Wow. Do you remember wow. like how it transitioned from, you said it was just basically just a hobby to becoming a, like a passion where you wanted to take it more seriously? Was there one specific time or it was it kind of just over time it developed? Uh, it was something that I always aspired to do. I mean, I'd love to be a best-selling author and just write and, and live off my earnings. But as you right. know, as well as anybody, it's that's a one in a million shot. For most people, it's the, it's a sideline. So it was always when it was when I was younger, it was my aspiration to be um, a writer full time and make my living that way. But uh, right. I, it didn't work out. But that that's that's okay. That's life. It's working out. Well, what you did was, I know, and what you did was amazing. Yeah, um, like I said, I read that. I'm get, I'm about to start uh, the curse of what's of what's the other of the Rana. curse of Rana. Rana. Yes, yeah. I'm about to start that one. Um, and like um, you know, in the in, in the multiple uh, dramas as well as poetry. Is it difficult to do? And do you have a favorite genre? Uh, my favorite genre, genre to read and to write, I would say, is is mysteries. And, well, and you're good at it. Very good. Right. Mm -hmm. That I loved. I loved that. Death on Lake Michigan. <laughs> You guys, I'm sorry. It's really early here in California, yeah. and, and I'm like, I'm like, so, okay, yeah. coffee, coffee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we know. I noticed that in another interview, you had uh, named uh, William Faulkner, Ernest Hemingway, and Raymond Chandler as some of your more admired author authors that you admire. So can you talk a little bit about that and what specifically do you admire about those three authors the most? Well, in the case of, of uh, Faulkner and Hemingway, I, I really like their, their writing style. They're both very different writers mm -hmm. in terms of their style, but they both have really beautiful prose writing and deal with right. really, you know, really deep subjects. And, and they write stories that I just really got into that really moved me or, you know, I thought were funny, whatever. With Faulkner, it, he, he explores the whole gamut of life. I mean, he write, he's written some stories that are amazingly funny, but, you know, his most common themes are very serious themes. Right. Um, deal, you know, dealing with society, and you know what what happened with the South after the Civil War, and how they were what what really were not able to to deal with the moral dilemma of slavery and its aftermath. Mm -hmm. And him, I Faulkner, I consider America's greatest writer. Really, if you consider the whole range of 
topics that he covered, the, uh, you know, the quality of his prose and so forth. Raymond Chandler, I just, I just love the atmosphere that he establishes for his mystery novels. Unfortunately, he only wrote about seven novels. I wish he'd written 700, but uh, I would say he's my favorite. Uh, favorite mystery. Do writer. you do you read, read novels? Oh, by the way, this is Kona. She is our mascot. So okay. she comes on every show. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. um, do you do you reread novels? Like I, if I will reread Death on Lake Michigan. Um, but do you reread books? Like I, I do. I do once in a while, but I don't very often. I always figure there are new books that I'd rather. No, yeah, time. that's true. That's true. But, but I have true. thought lately that, well, maybe it would be nice to go back and read some of my favorite novels, some of the ones that really got me interested in in writing and fiction when I was younger. So I, I will probably do that. Well, uh, to me, it's like a warm, fuzzy blanket, you know, like when you right. when you reread a novel, mean, yeah. like, you know, I mean, you just love the characters and stuff. Um, so... Um, uh, talk to us about your writing process. Like, do you, uh, how much do you write a day? Um, is it a fixed schedule or does it vary? What kind of um, habits do you have for writing? When, uh, when I used to write regularly, I would, I would get up and write for an hour, an hour and a half before work every day. And also in the morning on weekends. I most commonly wrote in the morning. I'm not, I'm not working on, anything right now but if if i do write another novel which i probably will i'll probably follow the same pattern to, to work what, to work on what, the morning when my mind my mind is fresher and sharper in the morning than any other type of day other time of day what genre will you write in uh probably a mystery oh nice good because that yeah. one was good <laughs> yeah it really was would you mind um, reading one of that's your poems right now Okay, I'll I'll just get I'll just give you a little background on it. It's called Goya after the painter. And I I, I wrote it after I, I viewed his paintings in, in the Prado Museum in, in Madrid. So I'll just go ahead and, and start now. Of famine and war and hate you told on your canvases, of hunger and bloodshed and ignorance. I feel the anguish through the strangled yellow eyes that starve through death black in a painting. Those eyes haunt me when I leave and they follow me to bed at night. Those eyes stare at us sardonically through two centuries for they are with us today. They are with us whenever a hungry child wails into the deaf night, wherever bullets crush through red rage into flesh, wherever a dumb black poop steps on an utterance. I feel them with you, Koya. And with you, I write. Wow. That's wow. it. And I wrote it about, like uh, oh, about 1974 so or so. You wrote that those, in the 70s? Not about 1974. Oh, my gosh. Wow. No wonder you're, well, that gives you some no idea wonder how, you're a writer. how old I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about age. We're not doing yeah. that. I'm going backwards now. So I'm going to hit a certain age and Jeez. then I'm going to start yeah. going backwards. The female like, you know. Benjamin Button. So Yeah. Right? <laughs> 49, 48, 47. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> so. Wow. 
That was yeah, but that that was oh my god, your imagery and your choice of words that you used to express your um that was amazing. I'm I'm just thank you. I'm glad you I'm liked it. By it. Yeah. Truly, you, truly beautiful. Do, do, is I, I always wonder this question to all writers. Is writer's block a real thing? Do you believe in it? And is or or is it just an excuse for laziness? <laughs> Please repeat the question. I didn't quite understand the first part. Okay, I apologize. Uh, do you believe that writer's block is real? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I think it is. Uh, I mean, I, I think it can happen not just to writers. I think it could happen to painters. It can happen to baseball players when they go through a slump. You right. just, yeah. that, I mean. Just mentally and creatively, everybody goes through cycles right. in their life. I mean, some people, I'm sure, never have writer's block, like Stephen yeah. King. You know, he's written <laughs> oh, well, about yeah. 50 at least, at least he'd like to pretend he doesn't. Yeah. He's, well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, some people good. are so pro prolific, like he is, that you wonder if they ever have writer's block. But certainly, right. I, I totally believe any writer that, uh, right. that says they have it. Thank you for saying that because I I've known some people say no it's not real and I'm like only a writer would know it is I mean it is real at least with folks like you and me like you said maybe not Stephen King but how many right. Stephen Kings are there anyway right? so he, not everyone can get that well, no he's not everyone writer. can be he's another thing. writer that I really like too um, oh yeah. yeah I mean he, he yeah. Yeah. obviously he started out out of the horror genre mm -hmm. but I mean to me he's not just maybe the greatest horror writer ever. He's one of the greatest American writers ever. Yeah, totally. Totally. I can't yeah. I can't watch horror movies. I'm like I watched um um uh, what's the one where um uh, the devil possesses the little girl? Exorcist? Is that Carrie? I watch Exorcist. Huh? It Carrie? No, it was the exorcist. No, no, that's not I, I watched I can't it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, but oh, I, I had to sleep with my mother. Can. I had to sleep with my mother for two weeks because I was like, I was so freaked out. I was going to turn into that yeah. little girl. <laughs> Wait, maybe <laughs> I have. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> but like, you know, Stephen King, uh, Stephen King, I don't know if you've ever read the book, uh, November 23rd, 1963, where he goes, where a character in the book goes back in time to, to the to the day that Kennedy was killed. That is just awesome, such man. an awesome yeah. book. But it, it's really right. not in the horror genre at all, but it's really an awesome book. That that's a book oh, of well, Stephen King just a couple yeah, of years ago. It's thank you. Thank you for, for a while now. So yeah. So thank you for yeah thank you for yeah. exactly. That's a book I'm gonna have to pick yeah, up. But not I, until I, I've I read the recommend it. <laughs> Okay, Definitely. but I'm not yeah. going to read it until I read The Curse of Bredna. Um, yeah, well, The Curse of Bredna okay. is a lot shorter. The Stephen <laughs> yeah. King novel yeah. I just mentioned is about 800 pages long. Wow. Well, I did read um, the first two chapters of The Curse of Bredna. And you you start out in one... Um, one um, uh, I'm so sorry, you guys. Yes, and then you go into the 70s. Yeah. And the yeah. um the um names are so different. 
you know, like obviously in the 1700s, people were named different than they are now in this era. So how do you come up with characters' names? That has always fascinated me. Well, uh, in, this, in the case of the, the uh, Strange Curse of Retta, the, the names are related to, to, to Dutch names because uh, in the uh, 1800s, a very strict sect of Dutch, of D D Dutch religious people settled in Western Michigan. So the historical roots of the book are actually truth, you know, very truthful. And they were very puritanical and very severe the way it shows at the beginning of the book where the, there's the hanging and so forth. Mm -hmm. But even today, the, you know, a large percentage of the people in that area still have Dutch names. But for the, mm -hmm. for the ones, for the ones at the beginning of the book that are in the setting of, uh, you know, the Dutch reform people back in the 1800s, those are more like names they would have then. And, and I, you know, I, I spent a lot of my life in central Michigan and western Michigan, and, and that's, that's where the, the roots of the book uh, developed from in terms of my coming up with the story. Just like... Uh, because you were on, born and raised yeah, there? Death, death on Lake Michigan is based on the town of Saugatuck, which is a resort town and kind of a hangout for the wealthy that's on Lake Michigan. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Fascinating I to, to know there. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had no clue. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so what, what's on the, you, you mentioned that you, you're not working anything, uh, you're not uh, currently writing uh, anything or have a project right now, but if you would, you said uh, you'd most likely be write a mystery again. Tell us about what, what yes. you have in mind for the future, anything, whether it's poetry, mystery, what, what, what's, what's next from Steve Arnett? Well, I'm, uh, again, again I, I'm, the idea of a mystery um, it appeals to me more than any other type of story right now. Um, probably it would be set in the same era as my other book, which is late 60s early 70s I, I don't have I don't have a detailed idea yet of exactly what the storyline might be I thought about one plot of a uh, a murder that takes place in a high school back oh. in those oh. back in that era, but I haven't really thought through the complete details of it yet right right just in the planning and stages. so do you do you um like yet, do you like, you know, you think about like, maybe I'm, this is going to be set in high school and, um, and then do you just like, does it just start coming to you? Do you sit down at the computer and just like, t you know, type away because, you know, it's coming to you or do you have a, do you, do you write a page a day or how does well, that work? With a, with a mystery, you really have to, you have to do a lot of planning or it's just not going to, going to work. So, and, and also it's much easier to write if you've already built, built the skeleton of the story, then, then it becomes easy to, 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 to write the story. But right. you, you, need, you need to have the characters in your mind and it, it's a good idea to actually write them, write those things down, who the major character is gonna be, what the plot's gonna be and so forth. And then as you write, you, you'll develop other plotting ideas or better a better way of doing it but with a mystery especially you really need to start out with 
a pretty clear structure in mind because I mean, it has to be really tight if you want to hold people's interest. Yeah, absolutely. So you're on daily wisdom words as we all are. And um, you write, you know, poetry. How many poems do you write? Do you write like every day, a poem a day? Or do you have a cabinet full of poems you've written since, you know, the 70s and so forth? Well, uh, most, all the poetry that I wrote that's really any good, I wrote about 45 or 50 years ago. These days, I don't write, po write poetry except an occasional poem for my wife. Hmm. But the the, the the poems that I that I've written that are actually good, like the one I I read earlier, I wrote a long time ago. Oh, okay. Is it is that just because your your interest is more in in fiction? Is it just that's become your passion now? Or yes, yes, that's it. Okay. Also, poetry, I can, well, I shouldn't say it's mostly a young person's thing, but um, I, I was just, you know, when I was much, much younger, I had many ideas for poems that, that, I, that I don't have now. And also, most great poetry has been written by people under the age of 30. Yeah, well, there are no... Um... Yeah, there are no fake, even Robert poetry. Frost, who, who you think of as a very old poet, he said he said all his great poems he wrote before he was 30 years old. Wow. And you just look well, at other great, great writers to, like Keats and yeah. Shelley and Byron and so forth. I mean, th those guys all died young, but yeah. you'll find with other writers too, other poets, most of their best writing is done before the age of 30. Well, we, we three will break that. Stereotype. Yes. <laughs> people write. Of course, of course, people write uh, write yeah. nice poetry yeah. all their lives. Of but course. The, the, yeah. If you look at the very greatest poems that have been written, mm -hmm. mostly by people under thirty years old. Yeah. Uh -huh. That is a good point. Yeah. Well, would you mind reading another poem? No, I wouldn't mind at all. Just let me uh, go over to my poem document here. Okay, this one is called Bora Bora, and I wrote it after I visited there 40-some years ago. And I'll uh, go ahead and read it now. The title is Bora Bora, and the poem is Lost in Time, Lost in a Separateness, Unaware of the World, One Thinks of a Soft Peacefulness at the Edge of a Dream, Where Days Are Spent in Laughter and Nights in Love. So that on February nights, when ice cracks underfoot and a cold moon silhouettes the sky, one thinks of palms waving along white sand beaches, rainbows over Ta'arawa, and the green forests of Mount Atamanu. It's an image of escape from the drudge and terror of our lives, such that if we could somehow stay there, we could escape even our own fears. But Bora Bora smiles and taunts our dreams amid dark shadows of tiki and drums. That's it. Wow. <laughs> that imagery. Oh my God. You're, it's amazing. You're very good. You're very, yeah, very good. This is, it, it, that was fantastic. Wow. It really was. It was amazing. You know, I love your, uh, love your poetry. Um, I, I have, okay. 
I wasn't going to ask this, but um, would you mind like holding up each of your books and explaining a little bit of the plot line to us for our no, audience? Thank you. Yeah, there we, you already, go. we already talked about um, Death on Lake Michigan, which I'm holding up right now. It's mm -hmm. we can't really mystery. see the um, cover. Yeah, it's a little, little, little bit higher. more up, a little higher. No, up by your yeah, face. There yeah. you go. Yeah, there. Okay, there, there you perfect go. Perfect shot. Perfect okay. Shot. This is, okay. This is Death, Death on Lake Michigan. It. Okay. It's a mystery. No, we want to see you now. We want to see okay. you now. Yeah. Okay. We saw the book. Okay. So. Okay. We saw the book. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Death on Lake Michigan is a mystery. Uh, a body washes ashore on Lake Michigan one night. And as it turns out, it's the body of a man who is notorious as a drug dealer in the, the town of Gullhaven, which I mentioned is based on the, the town of Saugatuck on Lake Michigan. And uh, Mike O'Brien, who's the protagonist of the book, he's just recently gotten a job as a reporter for the, the Gallhaven paper. And he goes out to report on the story and, and he gets, he gets really involved in it, even though, you know, obviously the, the victim wasn't a very admirable character, but he gets really interested in the different possibilities of who could have, could have killed the, the man whose name was Rich Mallon. And uh, so he, he explores a lot of the different possibilities and, and works closely with this kind of folksy local sheriff in Gullhaven. And finally uh, comes up with a, with a he, he finally figures out who, who, who killed Rich Mallon. And it's a very big surprise. It's much different yeah. than, than what people would have expected. Because normally you would think, well, drug dealer died, probably some rival or some customer killed the guy. Mm -hmm. But it turns out mm -hmm. to be quite a bit different. Yeah. Than, it was uh, a good surprise. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And Michael, the character, I actually know. It's so funny because I, I used to know a guy named Mike O'Brien. And so that's who I have in my head as the, you know, because he was so <laughs> handsome. He was so handsome. Anyway, that's how. I picture Mike. So is that funny? You know, because yes, we is. all have, you know, when you, I, that's my favorite thing when you, re, you know, when you read a book is to imagine, because you describe the character, but when, you know, when you read about them, you always get a certain picture in your head. That's like, sometimes I hate yeah. when they take a book and turn it into a movie. And then you think, well, that's not who I had in mind for the lead. It's, yeah. It's you nothing know? like we imagine. No, in our yeah, I, no, I thought exactly. I thought exactly the same thing, and I, because I do the same thing as you, I you get a vis vision as you read yeah. uh, of what people look like when you read a book, and then if they make a movie about it, and those people don't look like that, it just seems like the wrong story. Because reading a book is re it's really a creative process between the writer and the reader, more than more than a movie. In a movie, everything's yeah. in front of you; you can't change it. But when you're reading a book, it's it's a creative process for the reader as well as mm -hmm. the writer because you're it's like you're we're creating the story and you're in right, mind. you're creating a visual in your mind mm -hmm. from the from those words. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, yeah. now what your next novel, hold it up please, and then okay. describe it to us. Called The Summer of Robert Byron. 
Can you see it there? Yes. 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 Okay. Nice cover. Okay. That's that's the this is this is uh, kind of a romance novel, although you it's not a romance novel in terms of like a Harlequin romance or something like that. But it, it, <laughs> it's it. a love. No. It's a, it, I would call it a love story rather than a romance. Right. It's about mm -hmm. uh, the lead character is Robert Byron. He's a guy who's come back to his small town after mm -hmm. serving in the Vietnam War, and he's very disillusioned and cynical. And uh, it uh, it's a story of, of of a relationship he has with a woman in that town, and you know how it develops and, and how it really changes him, and how it really rehabilitates him from you know from the horrors of the war. Wow, nice. I remember <clears throat> my brother coming it. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you have the, the next one is the next and book. The next one is Winners and Losers. Yeah. Oh, I love That's, that. I've heard some buzz about that one. I we love were that. Up I know. Yeah. We have heard some. I love that cover. Like, who, who does your covers? Well, who does I, your covers? I, purchase, I purchased some. This one was actually. Uh, tailor made for me. I can't remember the woman's name offhand. The other ones were ones where I, you know, how you could go online and you, you yeah, you can find like thousands right. of pre-made covers. The other ones are ones I just selected yeah. using nice. that. Method. Okay. But winner, it's a losers. It's a it's a comedy about a guy who who wins um, the lottery. You know, which is kind of a dream of probably half the people in America, just <laughs> all the really funny, weird things that happen. And you, you've, yeah. I mean, you've probably read the stories about all these people that won the lotto and, and they thought it was, you know, they had it made for the rest of their lives, but it ends up actually their money away. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's kind of what happens in this case, except, uh, well, the nightmare is more of a, more funny. It's got us, it, winners and losers has a serious side to it too, just about, mm -hmm. You know the limits of what how much happiness you can get in life from money and so yeah. forth but it's basically a comedy story that's triggered by by the the lead character winning winning the michigan lottery so interesting okay that's definitely yeah. what that's, i am that's going the one to i'm read. reading i'm yes. about to read next that's so like, yeah. cannot wait for that yeah 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 well and then the next one well the next novel i'm going to read is the one about uh this one, Curse I think. Curse of Red. Yeah. Yeah. The next book right. is called The Labyrinth. Can you see mm -hmm. that pretty okay. well? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it. This is uh, the character is named John Jones, which is really meant to be kind of a, obviously a generic uh, character name, but uh, he dies in this small town in New Hampshire. And um, nobody can figure out who he is. He has no, there's no ID. There's no kind of distinguishing thing left from his effects that would, that could tell who he is, except there's a manuscript that seems like it could be a novel. It could be a memoir, but uh, four, four different people read the manuscript and they all get, have a different, um, view of the character right and and so it it, it just brings in the question of 
you know, who is a person really? Is it what they think they are, they themselves are? Are, are they really a, a creation of what other people think they are? And then there's the question of, of, is this story even real? Or is it supposed to be a memoir? Or is it supposed to be, be fiction? So, right. um, wow. The, the character is, it's kind of a drifter and, and not really so admirable a character, but he, he witnessed a murder when he, when he was in high school. And, mm. and it, that kind of goes on to haunt him throughout his life. And it really, it, it kind of defines how he ends up in the story, right. but, but the interest is just how different people view the story of this person's life. Right, very intriguing concept, very intriguing. Very, very intriguing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the, uh, uh, do you have a question about that? Oh, I've, I was just gonna, I mean, I, now that you've ran through all these books, I'm like, okay, I thought I wanted to read this one next, but now I want to read this I one know, next. And then you read a I, summary of another one, and I'm like, now I don't know which one, which one of your <laughs> books read. I want to read next. Because <laughs> they all sound so fascinating. But. Well, thank you. Yeah. I've and... already lent out the, the Michigan one. Okay, and then the Michigan hope... one to a friend. To a friend. Okay, great. I hope so, they, I hope they yeah. like the book. You know, I, you know. I, I thought I had all my books on here, but I don't have the strange curse of Retta. Okay, but well, just but that's okay. We, we, are, we already talked about that one. And yeah. I don't have the copy. Oh, yeah. Perfect segue. But, Where can people find you and your work, like as far as social media or website? Or can you talk a little bit about on, that? On, on, Am on Amazon. If you, okay. if you go on, Am on, on Amazon and you search on Stephen Arnett, there's only one. It's me, and uh, if you search on Stephen Arnett, then it, it brings up all my books, and they're available at either uh, paperback or or in a Kindle version. Some of them are also available on Smashwords. And what is? Uh, can you explain to our uh, audience what is Smashwords? Smashwords is uh, a website where self-published authors can can go to publish their books. And they, they don't charge for it. But if you if you're on if you want to use if you want to be on Kindle and use some of the features that Kindle offers, like being able to offer free books or discounted books and so forth, then you can't be on Smashwords. You have to be exclusively on, yeah. uh, on Kindle. So for Kindle, the books that yeah. I've promoted the most and that have the highest readership, like Death on Lake Michigan and The Strange Curse of Retta, those are exclusively on Kindle. The other ones are are on uh, on Smashwords as well, and, and they're also available on pretty much all the other platforms like Kobe and Apple, yeah. and, you know, iBooks and so forth. So right. they're they're really easy to find. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I highly recommend. Okay, did you get one? Okay. okay. Uh, there's ahead. one more book, and that's uh, a collection of my short stories. Huh. Oh, I love that yeah. picture. That cover. A great wow. variety of Beautiful. stories on there. Oh. This is per, this is per, this is perma free on uh, permanently free on Smashwords. Oh, they don't they don't oh. allow you to do that. Well, I figure it's a, like a good loss leader. I, I I figure people get this book for free and, and read it, then they'll like it enough to to buy to buy my it. other books. Oh yeah. I'm, I, I'm going to buy all of them because 
Okay, yeah. thank you. You very have much. a you have a fan in this girl and Kona. Yeah, Kona's asleep yeah. over here. Kona's asleep yeah, okay. over here, but Kona <laughs> is a fan. Yeah, my, my dog's sleeping right next to me too. What's uh -oh. your dog's name? It's a Boston Terriers, Noble. Oh I, Noble. I can I can bring him up to the Yes, we need to yeah. see him. I love dogs. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> my son and his girlfriend have a Boston Terrier. Oh, do they? Oh, my so Brutus. Oh, so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, got a long life ahead of him. You know, every time I think of your name, I think of an astronaut. I don't know, oh, Stephen really? Arnett. I know. I mean, I just think like Stephen Arnett is the name of an astronaut. Oh, okay. So maybe you should write. Maybe you should write a book about an, an astronaut named. Yeah, that I would. Yeah. That I would not dare do because I've never been in in space, and I. It's hard to me. It would be hard to even imagine if he hadn't done it. Well, wow. now would you go into space? Would you pay? Um, uh, um, who are the two, uh, Elon Musk or um, the uh, owner of Jeff Virgin? Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Oh, or would or you? Richard Branson. No, Richard yeah, Branson. I, I would pay not to do it, but I wouldn't pay to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> would you? Um, I, I, I'm fascinated by the universe. The universe no, I am is... too, yeah. Yeah. I am just absolutely fascinated by it. And I've always wanted to feel zero gravity, you know? <laughs> and um, they have a ride at the fair where you go, you know, really fast and then right. they let you and you can kind of float around. But <laughs> it's nothing like, you know, but I've always right. wanted just to go up there. And just, uh, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. you know, as far as like being a real astronaut, uh, no, thank you. But just to go up to, you know. No, I'm, I'm very gonna... interested in astronomy and space also, but I, I don't I don't really have a desire. Uh, yeah. To, to yeah. Yeah. Well, astronomy. yeah, I agree. So, yeah. well, Steve, thank you so much thank for joining so us much. today. This has been yeah. a true pleasure and you're a great author. And thank you. It's been a pleasure people... for me, too. Please, people, pick up his books because yeah. you're going to be so pleasantly surprised, especially, well, the one I read was Death on Lake Michigan, and I loved it. I mean, it's, yep. it's making me want to read more of you, Steve. Yeah. So, you know. Thank you very much, and, and especially, thank you especially for, for, for having me on your show, on your podcast. Yeah. It's, no, it no, 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 no. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Definitely okay. our pleasure. You don't owe us a thank you. You do not owe us yeah. a thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Next week, we're joined by Dr. Linda, an author, an editor, a professor, a writing and writing coach. Don't forget to submit a question for Linda by Wednesday of this week. To do that, visit our podcast page at the link in the description. And remember, if we pick your question to be on the show, you get a surprise gift from us. You know, once again, Stephen, thank you for joining us. It has really been a pleasure. If you are a writer and not a member of Daily Wisdom Words, sign up today. It's just $10 for a lifetime membership. There are no dues. You can take part in our active writing prompts.
and our uh, Daily Wisdom Word blog, um, you know, groove to a little music <laughs> and build your own social media profile. Meet and interact with other writers just like you. Once again, that's dailywisdomwords.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all of which the links are listed in the description. And don't forget to hit like on this video and subscribe to this channel so you never miss an episode. And if you want to show us a little extra love to us, well, we also have a link for donations now in the description. So make sure to check that out as well. Thank you, everyone. Once again, thank you so much, Steve, for joining us. And we will see you. Thank you, Steve. And please. Okay. Thank you, Steve. And please buy his books. Please. He, please. he is really good. And I don't think you will be. Uh, upset that you bought him. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no, have a good. <laughs> you have a really good day, Steve. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah bye you. for now. Bye. bye. bye.